Well, hello and welcome to another episode of The Deal Flow Show. I'm JP Maroney, your host, along with my co-host, Paul Nicolini, That's regional me. director with Harvard City Capital. And uh, we've got a great show for you today. We actually have a service provider that we have firsthand experience with. We've started a relationship, but you know, even before any kind of contracts or money changing hand or anything, um, the, the guy that we're gonna have, the person that we're gonna have on the show today is someone that we can speak with our own personal experience, has been an exceptionally giving individual from the standpoint of business and very knowledgeable. So we're very excited to present to you Absolutely. Michael Roman or Mike Roman from WealthForge. Mike, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks guys, great to be here. So you originally, Paul, you originally got a referral from, who was it, was it John Paliota? Uh, yes, John Paliota Fackright, that's correct. Uh, originally got a referral to you, Mike, and then we kind of vetted your name against other people that we were talking to. Harbor City at the time was looking for a great platform that we could use and um, managing broker-dealer relationship for our bonds. And so your name came up, then the more we talked about your name and you and everything to other people, the more it reinforced that. So we're excited about doing business with WealthForge and with you individually, but we're also super excited about having you on the show. Give um, folks, we described you as a financial, WealthForge is a financial technology company. Can you kind of give us the encapsulated view of what WealthForge is and what it does? WealthForge started 2009. It really is more of a technology company that tried to find an easier way for alternative investments to be conducted. I mean, as we know, a lot of alternative investments, it's a check and app type of business. Uh, so it, it can be lengthy, it can be cumbersome. So they were tr creating a, a technology where moving it forward to where you basically can go from, as opposed to filling out an application, you can go to uh, just basically pushing buttons. So, and, and people think that that's almost crazy because all of the way stocks are done, mutual funds are done, they're already there. But the alternative investments are still uh, kind of stuck back in the 70s and 80s on the way business is done. So WealthForge was going down the path of creating this technology uh, and making it, making it easier. And now last year, a little over a year ago, WealthForge created a software, it's a proprietary software that we call Altigo, Alternatives in Good Order. And basically that is even stepped it even further down the road. So really you can conduct business uh, almost the way you should be and the way people expect it to be. Uh, it's, it's a whole lot faster. So it made it a lot easier. And then on top of this technology platform, since we have so many relationships in the broker dealer industry and in the RIA industry and the sponsor community, just like yourself, uh, we, we have uh, sponsors that have come to us and says, Hey, we need a managing broker dealer platform. Since we are, WealthForge is a broker dealer, we can use our platform to provide managing broker dealer services for sponsors just like yourself. So you were actually on the sell side, right, in the past. That You've got a deep background in circulating in that. And the show, DealMaker, you know, the whole deal flow show process is all about deal makers and the deal making process. And so I'd like to kind of jump into that and talk a little bit about your background, you personally. Can you kind of give us some of the background that brought you to where you are today and a little bit about the deal-making process and what that, how that has figured into what you've done over the years? 
I started off as a, as a retail advisor in Texas, go, calling on mom and pop and then trying to create asset allocation models for individuals. I worked my way through the wirehouse channel as a uh, money manager analyst for Smith Barney, worked my way up in the consulting group with, uh, uh, with Citigroup side. And then it, when the market starts having corrections, uh, the equities or the funds that, uh, that you're representing might not be doing as well. So uh, volatility happens, people start looking around. I moved to the alternative investment space in 2002. And that really opened your eyes on what else is out there, the potential for different type of investments, not just stocks and bonds, uh, but to be able to invest in a hard asset, something that's tangible, something you can touch and feel that if the market has fluctuations, that property is not going to drop 10, 15% in one day just because uh, something came out uh, on TV or a president said something or whatever it may be, you're not going to have wild swings and fluctuations in hard assets. So, I mean, being able to look at something that's typically been on the institutional level only, uh, now we have the ability to bring these type of programs and investments uh, out to uh, the, the average investor. So for the last, eh, let's call it 17 years, I've worked for different product sponsors, packaging product, putting it together, uh, creating syndications, looking for uh, broker dealers, RIAs, that my products would be acceptable for. Uh, and I've been doing that, uh, geez, like I said, for almost 20 years now. Now I have actually moved over to what is almost a service provider. So I have always been in your guys' shoes. Now I am a service provider being able to pro provide managing broker-dealer services and uh, a software, a proprietary software that makes your investing process easier. But I, I'm able to provide and give all of my experience and my contact information uh, to help guide all sponsors along in that path. Mike, to that point, what type of companies benefit from Wellforge's um, platform or technology solutions? And what's a good fit for those? Almost anybody in the investment side can benefit from it. Uh, so if you look at a broker dealer or an RIA and, and you look in uh, the world that we're in today, um, you, you can't necessarily get in front of individuals like you might want to. So right. having the ability to uh, send an electronic application to somebody to fill out. Uh, so it benefits the broker dealers. Uh, it benefits the sponsors that are packaging these products and investment deals and putting them together. If, if the reps that sell their product, whether it's an RIA or a broker dealer, if they don't have the ability to go out and do this. So it benefits both sides. Um, it benefits the, the end user, the client. Uh, because they that make these investments happen so much quicker. It could even, in, it could even, uh, you could even go down further and say, okay, this could potentially even, you could look at a way that this would benefit the, if somebody's buying real estate, the person that's actually selling the real estate, because this process speeds up the whole transaction process and right. allows money to move quicker. So we would have the ability to go out and purchase a property quicker or close on assets quicker, do things like that. So it, it pretty much it works for anybody in the alternative investment space, all the way from the brokers to the RIAs and everybody else, all the way to uh, the clients. So it's a virtual, it's a virtual turnkey process, a digital turnkey process, right? You're on that platform and 
It's all right there. What about the know your client rule? How does that come into effect with, with it being so digital? Does that have any bearing on it at all? Yeah, the relationship and all that has to be there. So we have all of the, the safeguards and checks. Of, right. Uh, typically, you're, you're dealing with a, uh, an accredited investor because these are right. alternative investors. So there is the, the know your investor. There's the anti-money laundering. There is the check of accreditation. And all of that is done through our process. So that is one of the, the beauties of the, the software and, and everything that we've put together. When you think about the mom and pop retail investor that a lot of sponsors or brokers may be raising money from, how has the acceptance been for a high tech platform among the end and retail investor? The world is a little slower to always change. And I don't know why that is. Uh, it took uh, mutual funds and, and everything along, along those lines a, a long time to change too. Um, where we are today, it's, it's amazing that people are still willing to, with the technology we have, that people are still willing to fill out a, a handwritten application. <laughs> right. It's kind of like, let's speed this process up, make it easier on everybody, make it more efficient. Uh, we can make it where we can push buttons. We can pull data down from a contact management system, uh, fill out an application and have it electronically sent to a client, that client can uh, sign it. You can either do it with, with a, 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 a DocuSign or you can do it with a wet signature, have that sent back. You can have it sent to transfer agents, custodians, wherever it needs to go. So to facilitate this process. So uh, a long-winded answer to your question is, it is gaining acceptance quicker and quicker every day. Uh, it just in the past 12 months, We've uh, really, since we've launched this, we've had, we've had over a hundred million dollars through our AlterGo program. So it is getting bigger and bigger on a daily basis. And I bet, I bet the sponsors like it too, because now they don't have to print 150, 150 page PPMs, right? Looking at it per cost. Yeah, and if, if so you do the PPMs and you look for the expense on that, you have the, the glossy fact sheet that goes with it, the right. company broker. All of that, I mean, you're looking at a package that you could be sending out that costs $25, $30. Then you look at your FedEx and your UPS and all of that on top of it. Absolutely. It definitely is, is, a, is yeah. a cost saver for sponsors. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, it is interesting. We dropped a package the other day and we, we do mostly with electronic. And of course, we're moving to the WealthForge platform with our next issue. But we sent a package the other day and because this person needed it by then the weight of it right, right. with the ppm and everything right. it was 150 bucks for a fedex yeah. it's crazy yeah. and that's that's what's amazing i mean you could make make things happen electronically no nowhere near the so talk a little bit about alternatives because you mentioned that the traditional investments have moved in this direction whether it's etfs or traditional stock. I mean, I talk to people all the time. They're like, they got their whole portfolio on their phone, you know, and they can go in and trade or whatever they want to do individuals. But the alternative investment space, just talk about the, the grand picture of alts and what you're seeing in terms of the growth in that space. Earlier, I mentioned something about institutional investments. Go back 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, you could get into some real estate transactions, but not to like you can today. Uh, going back in the past, you had to be an institutional player. You're looking at million dollar minimums, something along those lines. Where the world's evolved to, 
is being able to have a product that is out that the average mom and pop can invest in. Now you're granted, you're going to be an accredited investor, but you can invest in these transactions for as little as $25,000. Uh, some of them as low as even $5,000, depending on the investment itself, but it's opened up the door. So when there is so much volatility in the stock market and so much unpredictability in the stock and bond market, not knowing where things are going based on headlines, on TV, on internet and everything else, it makes, it makes the market move that much quicker. Uh, if you look at a, uh, an alternative investment, a building's not going to fluctuate on an hourly basis. So your stock market can. So people being able to diversify, and I'm a big proponent of downside protection. So whenever you can completely diversify into, you can diversify into stocks. Yes, that's great. But being able to add a component that is non-traded, that means it's not right. traded in the new stock exchange, those right. things can add stability to your right. It's not marked to the market, so it's it's a steady on your portfolio. Yeah, and even the fact that back then there was only when they first when I remember about the alts, there was only really oil and gas, right, Mike? Oil and gas, maybe leasing. There was only a couple of industries really that you could actually get into, and now it's it's really. And like you said, the minimums yeah. were so much higher they were out of reach for a for lot most of most people. Even even small mom, what I call mom and pop accredited. You know, even those people, a lot of times because of their cash position, or they didn't want to allocate in that big of a that block, much of a block right. for any right. one particular investment. You're, you're allocating too big of a percentage of your portfolio to it when you have the minimums that high. Correct. So, um, yeah, very exciting. So this is the Deal Flow Show, right? And on the Deal Flow Show, we're, we're talking about the deal making process. Part of what's going to come from this show is a book we're putting together called Deal Makers, Deal Breakers. So let's shift gears just a little bit and be less specific about Altigo or WealthForge and talk a little bit about your experience in the deal making process. So I want you to w think about whether it's a strategic partnership, whether it's a product, an, you know, an issuer, whether it's talking to an RIA or a broker dealer group or someone, what for you are the deal breakers? What are the things that if you start sniffing it, you know, your sixth sense goes off and alarm bells start ringing that you go, this is probably either not the right deal or the right people. Right. I mean, you can look at, I mean, two things that always would come to mind on, on an investment process are, are especially in, in this space, I would say honesty and commitment. So honesty, that one's the hard, harder one to check, but if somebody's going to have an investment product that's going to be in the broker dealer space, you need to be able to check the boxes of going through the due diligence process that you've checked everything, their background, their, their track record, everything that you can. And now when I'm saying commitment to this space is a real estate investment is not a, an hour long transaction. These things can typically be, if you're looking at a portfolio or a fund, you're looking at something that might be three years, five years, seven years, or 10 years. So a commitment to the space is we want, and I, I won't be associated with a sponsor that we don't think is going to be around during that time. You put an investor into a, a, a billion dollar portfolio of multifamily assets throughout the United States, you've got to see this thing through. It might be three, five, seven, ten years down the road. So these sponsors need to be able to have the ability to stick around and have the next product and the next product. Because if I'm 
working with these sponsors, then my reputation is on the line. So I have always to work about making sure that I associate with or I affiliate with the right sponsors in the place. That way they have the honesty and commitment and the ability to continue on and, and, and work in this industry for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. I was going to say, in like the music industry, you don't want to get involved with a one-hit wonder then, right? So you want a good sponsor that's got, a, that's got longevity there. Yeah. So how do you keep your pipeline full? Uh, obviously, I know you have a big network. Um, we've been witness to that some ourselves. But how do you keep your pipeline full so that you never run out of people to talk to and deals to do? Hey, well, you mentioned one of them earlier, uh, fact, right? I, I'm, I'm friends with and have worked with being in the industry. Uh, and having a good reputation like I do. Uh, being in the industry for as long as I have, I know a little bit of everybody, whether it's at uh, Factrite, whether it's at Mick, whether it's at uh, a little bit of any of the third-party due diligence companies out there. I know uh, people that work for the custodians. I know people that work for the transfer agents. I have called on uh, the independent broker-dealer and RIA channel for 15 years, so I know the CEOs of the companies. Uh, I know pretty much everybody that's out there. And then also all the industry events and everything else. So you, you mentioned networking. That is one of the biggest things. When I first came over to Wealthforge, uh, I picked up the phone and just started calling everybody I know and just all my buddies that work in the industry. And I, I was amazed at how many sponsors started landing at my door instantly. So it's, it's just, just uh, all the contacts that I've made over the years. It's, one, it's, been, a, it's been a wonderful treat. How did you build that though for the guy that's that's out there maybe at the early part of their career? I know a lot of the folks that are listening to or watching the Deal Flow Show, um, you know, they may be in the early part of their career and they're trying to, you know, Harvey McKay. Yeah, you remember reading his book, "Dig Your Well Before You're Thirsty," right? So how do you dig that well, and what are some of the things that you've done historically over the years to build that network? This goes back a long ways. I mean, this is working hard, doing what you're saying you're going to do, but yeah. you also yeah. have to build your way up. A lot of people think that they're going to just jump in and say, I want to be at this level. You need to learn every facet, every portion of it, whether you start off on the internal side and work your way up, whether you're a, uh, an analyst or whatever it may be, but learning the whole scope of the business, uh, having that knowledge base and knowing how it fits with other investment, other investments in general, whether it's investing with stocks or whatever it may be. I mean, you have to have that ability to work hard, always continue to educate yourself uh, and just be apprised of what's going on at all times. Now, the, the technology flow that we have, uh, it moves the market so much quicker. So you have to understand how that is even going to affect it because transactions happen so much quicker, news happens so much quicker. Uh, it, it's a different ballgame than what it was 10 years ago. So you have to be aware of everything. Just be a student of the market and work hard and do what you say you're going to do and do it correctly and do it honestly. Because most of what I deal in, the end person that is investing, the end result is the client. So you always have to remember whose money you're investing. If you're investing the client's money, that's a completely different game than investing your own money. Hard work and reputation, I guess. Right? Go figure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. good sound business I mean, yeah. principles. Imagine that. Yeah. Mike, how has the uh, COVID environment affected the capital markets? Can you talk about that? Yes. I mean, and, and I'll have to plug ourselves here because uh, the 
lack of the ability to get in front of the client. Um, financial advisors are looking for ways to make transactions happen quicker and easier. So Altigo, with our software, it has made our transactions happen a lot easier. And the sponsors that we work with, yes, uh, business did go down after March, April, but in July, we had our best month ever. So business is coming back. So having the ability to transact it electronically on the alternative investment side, we had a little bit of a, a downward trend, but we're coming back and we see the market coming back. The equity market and everything else, uh, it surprised me how quickly it has come back. Uh, I had cash sitting on the sidelines that I'm kicking myself that I didn't get it in in time because I missed the whole bottom of all that. Right. So right. where are we now and where are we going forward? Uh, th that's, that's a, that, that's a question, but uh, I, we're, we're good for now. And uh, I think we'll be okay going forward. What do you think? Because obviously we talk about trust, the idea that people do business with people they know, like, and trust. It's kind of become cliche, but it's true. But in this environment where y'all are a technology platform providing the ability to take an offering to market in a very digital way, um, what are some of the, the key characteristics of that process that sort of fill the gap where you would press the flesh in the past? Yeah. Um, what are some things that you think are important to help put on those layers of trust and bonding with people where in the past the, the being in person would have helped? Right. And I'm a big proponent of this is a relationship business, being able to shake the hand, see the whites of the eyes and go down that path. Uh, that that is something that I, I hope comes back because I, I always like to have that that sense there where I, I truly met the individual I talked to them we, we we get along and I, I want to do business with that person but I have to go backwards since we truly can't do that right now uh, Wellforge we have a staff of over 30 people we have 12 people in our uh, compliance due diligence department that have been there for over five years so we have also during that time reviewed over 1,000 different offerings. Uh, so when you have a staff and a group of people that know exactly what they're looking for, uh, and it goes to product, it goes to the structure of the product, it goes to how do you verify information on the sponsors, the individuals, the, uh, the asset type that they're investing in, everything else. So it's going to have to be a little bit of everything of doing videos like this. I mean, this is as close as we can really be right now. Um, so this plus all of the knowledge base that our due diligence team and all of WealthForge has put together over the years and every product that we review. So it goes, uh, it, it's multifaceted, but uh, I hope, I hope pretty soon we'll actually start getting back to uh, shaking hands again. What are some of the characteristics or deals or opportunities that you're looking for right now um, in, in your own business? In other words, the audience that's listening and watching the DealFlow show obviously have connections perhaps or are the types of people you'd like to do business. Can you kind of frame that for us so that people would know why they would want to reach out or maybe they know somebody you should know or perhaps we in our own network would know people that you should know? I mean, really what I see and the uh, the broker dealers that, that I'm working with and the RIAs that I work with 
Uh, I mentioned this earlier, downside protection. They're, they're not looking to hit a home run. They're looking for cash flow products. Uh, cash flow is all, always king. Able to have that, that check that comes on a monthly basis to the investors. That way it's like clockwork. They can use those dollars if they need to. Even if they don't need to use those, that cash flow, a lot of times that just shows that it's working. Um, so fairly conservative cash flowing products, upside, but you're looking for the capital preservation component. Um, not something, like I said, that's going to give you 20, 30% returns. This is a portion of your portfolio that is supposed to be reliable, steady, and predictable. And you should be able to count on it. And it's going to happen over and over and over. It's just that, uh, that solid piece of your portfolio. To that, to that point, so are you seeing the appetite for income or cash flow products more accepted right now? And is that due to the, uh, you know, the environment, the markets, the COVID, the, you, know, you can really bunch it all together, but is that what people are looking for? Yeah, well, okay, let's, let's go. You can go back uh, to the 80s when interest rates were through the roof. So ever since that point, everything has come down and come down and come down. And where are we now? And where have we been uh, at the bottom? I mean, people, people that are retired, they're looking for that steady cash flow. Good and point. that cash flow that's four, five, six percent or even better. Right. But they're looking for it with the, I mean, the, the, they don't want to risk their principal. So, I mean, where we are right now, yes, cash flow, people are starved for a good conservative, reliable, predictable investment product that produces cash flow. Yeah. Was there, was there a deal or transaction that, were, that was unique, uh, that unique to Wealthforge that maybe another platform wouldn't get or uh, another MVD wouldn't get? Yes. So let, let's say that there's a uh, sponsor out there that wants to bring out a product and they do not uh, have the knowledge base of the industry. Not every managing broker dealer uh, comes from my background. Not every, every managing broker dealer has been in you guys' shoes. So I, and not having the, um, the knowledge base of who to call on and all of that, that drives firms to Wellforge. Also the software, of course, and everything else. Um, we've been a very, very big player in the 1031 space. Uh, 1031s have been, uh, have done wonderfully over the last, uh, let's call it uh, 10, 15, 20 years. So, I mean, they, and even more so here since it became into a DST product. So 1031s, uh, there was $3 billion in the independent broker dealer channel uh, in uh, last year. And uh, 15, almost 15% of that was done through Wealthforge. So once you break down and look wow. at the numbers, that's a, that's a pretty good bit of business that sure. flowed through Wealthforge. Why is that so? I mean, uh, just the contacts or the platform itself? Yeah, it, it's both. It has, it has a lot to do with the contacts and who, who we know and really where Wealthforge, even before I got there, they were going down that path of attracting some of those, those large 1031 sponsors. Uh, and we have several on our platform that we're managing broker-dealer for that produce a lot of dollars. And then when you have that, you have a large following. So you have the managing broker dealer side and the Altigo side. And it's, uh, it's been tremendous over the last couple of years. When you're going into a deal making process, maybe even an early relationship, some of those initial conversations, how do you prepare? Do you, do you what's your process? Is it writing down a lot of questions, research? Can you the, walk the us through? Yeah, the, the pregame pre the pre -game of yeah. the deal making process. Yeah, absolutely. When, when I've put together numerous products myself, 
from scratch all the way down to creating the logo, figuring out what marketing material, what marketing person you're going to use, everything else. I, my questions are going to be revolved around, uh, do you have the track record and the history? Okay, if you have that, do you know what it's going to entail to get into the broker-dealer channel and RIA channel? It, it, it's, it's not easy and it's not cheap. And a lot of people get into our space because they have a great idea. Well, okay, your great idea has to come with some financial backing and a lot of blood, sweat, and tears to get this ball rolling. Once it does start rolling and you gain acceptance, you can raise a lot of money. But if you're just trying to get in here because you have an idea, you don't have the, the dollars to support you and get your product working, and you don't, as, a, as an owner or CEO or a sponsor, uh, an owner of a sponsor, uh, if you do not put yourself out there, which JP, you're the perfect example, you're trying to put yourself everywhere. So being in your position and you're willing to go out and be the face, uh, you, it's, it's crazy to me when people are willing to spend this much money on launching a product into, into an arena and they're not wanting to be seen. They're not wanting to be anywhere around. It's, it's your baby. You would think you would want to be all over. Yeah, it's an interesting point. I read uh, people talked about in the past, whether it was uh, Wendy's, you know, and Dave and, and all of that, having someone that you can associate with has always been important. But I think in this digital environment where in many cases people are not meeting face to face with any representative of the company, having something that they can associate it with that resonates with them makes a lot of sense. I'm going to push you a little bit harder, though. Your pregame, what's your preparation? I get that you're looking for certain things, but uh, what's your preparation process? When you're going in the room, you mentioned looking them in the white of their eye. What kind of things are you preparing for? When you, well, It doesn't have to be called battle, but engagement, let's say. I will do the relationship side of the engagement. Uh, I rely a lot on my team to uh, looking under the hood and, and seeing truly what is there and what's gone on in the past. Uh, I mean, you have to, I mean, do bad actor checks. You have to do so many different things on individuals to know that they're truly legitimate and they're going to be able to sustain in this business. But um, as opposed to a, I don't have 20 questions that I go in. Uh, I'm a sales guy. Every opportunity is different. So, and it's going to lead you down a different path. There's a lot of things that I'll always want to check those boxes and make sure that individual has and has done in the past. But when I walk into a meeting, my first one, uh, I don't know where it's going. Uh, I, want to, I want that person to talk, that sponsor to tell me everything that they can. And that's going to lead me on which way I'm going? Am I going to be a little harder on your structure? Or I mean, I've, I've, we turn down more deals than we take on. I tell people, you're not ready for this space. I tell people, you can't afford to be in this space. Or your track record's not going to allow it. So, I mean, it all depends on, on each one. Everybody is unique and everybody's different. Well, I'll tell you, um, I didn't set this up on our last 
episode, but I will. This is either personal or business, but share with us something that, that the business community doesn't know about you. So I grew up, my best friend um, growing up, and he married another friend that, that I know that, uh, that that's lived in the same town uh, forever. Have you ever heard, and you probably haven't, but I'm going to throw this out. Have you ever heard of a Netflix show called Cheer? If you've got teenage so. daughters or anything else, it it's a Netflix show. It's about cheerleading at a junior college. It was a, a pretty much a, a Netflix sensation. Uh, she is nominated for uh, six Emmys, I believe is what it is. So, I mean, it's, it's really kind of funny. I mean, I can go somewhere and somebody says, you live in Corsicana, Texas? Do you know Monica Eldama? She's on cheer. And she's, I'm like, yes. <laughs> That's so. great. I forgot about the Corsicana connection because the, the candy company, you and I talked about that on our first conversation. Yeah. yeah, not many people have been across Highway 31, right? Highway 31. Yeah, 31. There we go. You Texas guys. I'm awesome. telling you. <laughs> so um, as we're finishing up, what I'd like for you to do is give your contact information and, and just if you want to make a call of, hey, you know, if you're this kind of person or if you're, you know, this type of a business, feel free to reach out. Um, so if you'd give that information as we start to finish up. Uh, Michael Roman, uh, cell phone number is 214 727 8413. A good email address for me is M Roman, R O M A N is the last name, at wealthforge.com. Now, who comes to Wealthforge? Who, who, do we, who do we work with? What are we affiliated with? Uh, the, the investment process. Uh, we are a managing broker dealer. Uh, so we primarily work with sponsors that uh, are real estate uh, individuals that, that are looking to get into or trying to create another avenue of cash flow for or cash flow, another way of uh, raising capital um, in, in, their, in their investment products. So if you're a, uh, somebody that's on the real estate side or just on the alternative investment side that's a sponsor that uh, is looking to raise dollars in the, uh, through the RIA and the broker-dealer community, uh, we can be a fit. Even if we don't provide managing broker-dealer services and you're interested in our Altigo software, you can do that separately. But if you go on our managing broker-dealer side, we have the ability to wrap all that into one fee and provide services for you. All right. You're listening or watching The Deal Flow Show. I'm J.P. Maroney, your host, my co-host, Paul Nicolini. We're going to finish up with Mike Roman with one final question. So... You've got folks out here at all levels uh, of experience as well as across the broad spectrum of the deal-making process, the capital markets, et cetera. What is a piece of advice that you would give them as we are in very different waters than I think any of us have ever seen before? In fact, I saw a meme a couple of days ago that said, everyone who answered the question in 2015 of where will you be in five years got it wrong. <laughs> so we're in a very different uh, environment and world, but in this deal-making world that we're in, what's some advice that you would give people as a piece of parting knowledge? In the environment that we're in, I mean, yes, it's, it's so different, but the only thing that's really changed is, is the ability to, to associate with us, interact with us, and get on an airplane. Um, 
So everything's going to go back to how you would have structured and how you would have prepared to begin with on looking at an asset or looking at an investment. Uh, I mean, there, there's so many people that, that I see that will chase assets or chase a deal. Uh, a lot of time that creates desperation. Uh, so one thing I would say is, is don't overreach your boundaries and don't be desperate when you're trying to make these, these deals or these transactions or, or projects or whatever it may be, because the people that I work with are typically going to be sponsors that work with uh, mom and pop. And you, you don't want to have a bad result. So sponsors that are out there, you want to stay predictable. You want to stay within your, within your box. You don't want to get outside and, and risk hurting the investors that are in there. So at the end of the day, the investors are what you're looking out for. So do what is right for them. Hey, I Great like advice. that. Yeah, that's advice. very yeah. good advice. Once again, JP Maroney, Paul Nicolini, our co-host and Mike Roman from WealthForge. If you're watching this or listening to this episode, you can get more information, subscribe to additional episodes, and maybe you're the potential person that would be a good guest for the show. You can find us at thedealflowshow.com. We'll see you in another episode very soon. For more episodes, visit thedealflowshow.com and subscribe.